0: Thank you, Thomas. Um, I titled this really understanding um, employment needs of the returning system because I couldn't remember what we put down on the schedule. So that's basically why we've got there. Um, Just what I know that we talked about, you've probably had statistics thrown at you at nearly every session you've gone to. um, And I know that you're probably more interested in other things. But We have two million offenders that are incarcerated in the United States, a little bit more than that. One out of every 112 men, and one in every 1,724 women are under state or federal supervision. 97, we've heard 96, 97, I think this is a more recent statistic, of offenders will leave prison and return to the community. So that means that we've got a big job. When it comes to helping with employment. Stable employment is one of the predictors of post-release. So with these 700 and some odd thousand people that are released from prison every year, there's a critical need to create policies that will help newly released offenders transition in the community. New York State has a new policy. Fairly new that um, employers cannot discriminate against those that have been incarcerated. And it would be wonderful if all the states would do that. Want to make sure me and the. So, according to recent study conducted by the U.S. Department of Labor, most criminal justice experts believe that employment is the key to successfully reintegrating, returning citizens to society. So if you're unable to get a job, you know, you're three times more likely to return to prison than those that find steady employment. So increased employment and job retention rates result in lower recidivism. And then also, education and vocational training help to reduce recidivism. And here are the eight most important job, key job employment skills that employers are seeking. Communication. Communication skills contribute to the productive and harmonious relations between employers and customers. So being able to communicate with authority is a really, really important aspect of your job. So, if you have a positive relationship with the boss, you're going to have a job. Have a job. You're going to keep a job. Um, So, but you need to establish trust. You know, for when you come out of incarceration, people don't trust you. You get a job, most people don't trust you. And so you have to learn to, those people have to learn to do what they're going to, whatever they say they're going to do. And when they say they're going to do it, they need to realize that they don't steal or falsify records. And if they make a mistake, they admit it. What are they used to doing? making excuses and so they don't they need to apologize and then they need to learn from that experience and then we don't need to make any excuses they need to arrive at work on time be ready to work hard and to do their part and leave their problems at home if they've had a fight with wife in the morning and they come into work and they're all mad doesn't start out the day too good Okay, They need to learn to ask questions. If they're not sure what to do, they need to ask. If they're not sure whether they're, whether they're doing something correctly, they need to ask. What have they always been able to do? Fly by the seat of the pants. They don't make assumptions. You know, when we make assumptions, we perform a suicide. And we get, you know, a lot of times ourselves in real trouble because we make assumptions. So, asking questions is a really good way for them to learn the, to do their job correctly. And then they need to follow directions. Now, do you think that's going to be an easy one for them? Okay. So, they need to ask, you know. They need to learn to do what they're told to do or to, to do what they're asked to do. And so, they need to learn to do their job correctly and efficiency because that makes the boss look good. And so when you make the boss look good, what happens? It makes them look good. And then communicating with their coworkers. Team, okay? You know, getting along with your coworkers is really, really important. If there's a lot of meh, meh, meh going on in the workplace, it's not really a good environment. And so, team. They need to be thoughtful, they need to get to work on time, don't miss work, they need to speak to their coworkers, they need to smile, don't gossip, all those things they need to learn. That's part of being thoughtful. They need to be effective and to do their job uh, and, and pull their own weight. Avoid alcohol and drugs. Don't come to work with the smell of alcohol on your breath. Be sober. You know, M, motivated. So be energetic, figure out what needs to be done at work and then do your part, they need to do their part. So work-related prosocial skills in communications, whoop, I don't know what happened to that. Um, It's understanding their directions and following directions, expressing their complaints and then dealing with criticism. I don't know what I've done with, okay. Okay. Oh, there it is. Communication skills, understanding directions, expressing complaints, and then dealing with criticism. How do you think they're gonna feel about criticism? (laughs) Not very good, okay. Um, I stuck this in here because I think a lot of times we kind of gloss over about attire. but if you go in and um, you, you want to make a good impression in the workplace, and that's important. And so clothes and the accessories and even shoes sometimes can influence how, how people look at at them. And so, you know, wearing the right clothes. Do they, do they have a uniform, a dress code? Ask to see that. And then if they don't, ask the questions. Do they like body, will they accept body piercings and tattoos? How are they going to deal with that? Um, Do they need a uniform? Some places have strict requirements about uniforms. Are there any safety regulations? So just look around and see what everybody else is wearing and try to dress in the same way.
1: sure to cover that up because you show up on a job review and that's not always accepted. And it does, as you know, Carol mentioned, it does say something and it may not always send the right message. Not, and so sometimes you just need to do that uh, when it comes to employment.
0: With these cases. And I think under communication also, we, they need to learn about their speech. You know, when you go into a place, hey, bro, you know, and all those kinds of things they they need to learn. If they can't read, if they can't write, um, those kinds of things, and they may need to take some classes to learn about um, the ways to communicate, because just talking isn't the only way we communicate. We read and we write. If you're given something to read and you don't know how to read very well, then that's going to hamper your job performance. Oh, yes, the body language. (laughs) Um, Acceptable behavior. The Big Ten. So active listening. We need to um, listen to the boss. Uh, Co-workers. Look at them when they're talking. What are they used to doing? Most of the time looking down instead of having eye contact. Listen and don't interrupt. Uh, they need to keep their personal life out of the workplace, we mentioned that earlier about don't come to work be mad because you've had a fight with somebody in the family. And don't criticize other people's work unless they've asked for advice. And respect diversity, not everybody is the same. You know, so other people have different beliefs, expectations, so we don't judge other people on the basis of their ethnicity or their religion or even their appearance and we're so bad about meeting somebody and when their appearance looks a certain way, we automatically make a judgment call. And so it's important for them that they understand about appearance too. Don't talk about people, office gossip, you know, Uh, stay out of office politics, a lot of places have lots of politics, just kind of, they need to learn to stay out of that. Uh, Saying please and thank you and being courteous, just being courteous and kind. Saying hello and goodbye to people, you know, and speaking to them if you see them. Don't complain, being positive. And then work hard. The three topics to avoid at work are religion, politics, and your personal problems. Okay? And this is the second part of that slide. Um, Personal hygiene is really super important. You know, you want to look good every day, you don't want to go in, nobody wants to be around somebody that has a little bit of odor, so they need to learn to shower, brush their teeth and do all those kinds of things. And so if you're working with people and and helping them get a job, one of the things they need to learn is about their attire and their personal hygiene. Yes, yes. <laughs> Don't assume that you know. Um, the, uh, the, um, she was the unit manager at the time. She's now our uh, Deputy Warden of Security. Um, she came to me and said, I would like for you to teach a personal hygiene class <laughs> back in the mental health unit. And there was, she wanted level four, which were the more severe, some of those that didn't uh, she had one girl in particular that she was was targeting, which refused to come to class. But, uh, <laughs> but we spent um, maybe eight weeks on Wednesday. I spent about uh, maybe an hour and a half to two with them. I even went to my dentist and got one of his big model teeth and a big brush. We talked about how to brush teeth. We talked about bathing, and for females, there's certain Areas that we needed to discuss with them about that, so I went into a great deal of detail. And I thought when she asked me, I said, "This is medical's job. Why am I doing this?" But you know, I really enjoyed it after I after I got started doing it. And they were a lot of fun, and we tried to do a lot of activities so that it was um, it was something that they could enjoy also. But that's just a real important thing. And a lot of times when they are incarcerated, they don't always. Uh, take care of their, their personal hygiene very well. Um, teamwork, <laughs> one of the other things that employers are looking for is someone that's interested in teamwork, so it's a group of people working together towards a common goal, okay? And so, I love this picture. <laughs> <laughs> teamwork skills contribute to productive working relationships and outcomes so we want to teach them to be an awesome team player. And so they always smile, work hard, um, be even-tempered, and when you've got anger issues like so many of them do, being even-tempered is kind of a stretch for them. Uh, but they need to keep their cool a- and don't lose their temper or to get too emotional. A lot of times some, we, we all sometimes make snap judgments about things. Uh, So if they're upset, they need to try to find maybe a private place. Maybe they need to take a 15-minute break instead of blowing their cool. Uh, Staying focused. They need to think about the job and how effectively get it done. Only you. They're in charge of themselves. They don't need to blame or criticize the mistakes on anybody else. They need to just focus on what they're supposed to be doing. Mistakes, they need to admit mistakes. We've said that several times already. And then to encourage the people around them. Uh, Notice other people's good work. You know, we always want to jump in and criticize, but how many times do we say, you're really doing a good job? And that, you know, my my brother's one of these kind of people, if you pat him on the back, he will kill himself just to do a good job. And there's a lot of people like that, That is, you praise them, They'll just keep on working. Okay, so another skill is self-management, and this contributes to employee satisfaction and growth. And so it's one of these key skills that involves setting goals and managing time. Now, if you've had somebody telling you when to get up and what to wear and what time to go eat, and all those things, do you think you have the skills to manage your own time? Probably not. And so you need time management, the learning to prioritize. And these are things that need, they need to be taught. Um, attitude. When you've got a bad attitude, man, it just kind of makes a big mess of everything a lot of times. You know. And they've been so used to the negative self-taught, they need to learn positive self-taught. And they need to exert control over what they can accept and what they can and then just kind of accept what they can't. I mean, we can't change a lot of things. They need to take care of their body and their mind. If you don't get enough rest, you're not going to do well at the job. Then uh, they need to manage their stress. self-control skills it's part of the self-management they need to learn to handle stress Um, they should already know about triggers but they need to learn to recognize them if they don't and then they need to ignore provocation what are they used to doing (coughs) fighting back so those coming out of incarceration don't always have good pro-social skills and so then they clash with management Learning is, whoops, I forgot to punch the buttons. Here we go. Learning. So learning skills contribute to the ongoing improvement and expansion in the employee and the company. And so they need to be willing to learn new things. Um, Teachable. Problem solving skills. And that contributes to innovative outcomes So we've got problem-solving skills include prioritizing problems, avoiding assumptions, and organizing resources. Now, technical skills, many of them will not have technical skills unless they may have gone into prison because of computer <laughs> skills, but technical skills contribute to effective in the execution of tasks. And I'm not so sure that technical skills is going to be a deal breaker for them because they're looking for people with high tech, and so I doubt that that's going to be a deal breaker for an, an employer. Um, but they need to be willing to learn. If somebody's going to uh, teach them uh, skills, they, might, they need to learn to be willing. That's under that learning. Planning and organizing skills. Uh, That contributes to the long-term and short-term strategic planning of the institution. And so they need these organizational skills. So along with the communication and the communication skills, organizational skills is probably one of the most important job skills that a worker can possess is learning organization. How many of you are really organized? It makes time go better if you can be organized <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah so and then there's the initiative and enterprise skill I like this it says if you don't take a chance you don't stand a chance so the initiative and enterprise skills is contributing these ideas they may have an idea. If they've worked there a while, they may see something that somebody that's worked there a long time and has been used to the same old thing all the time, they may say, oh, I have an idea. And they may con- contribute. That's part of the initiative there. So our attitude and thinking is important in our jobs. And so imagine that you're a secretary at a busy law firm. And this what happens. Would you make 50 copies of this please? How about getting me a cup of coffee cream, no sugar? You wouldn't mind picking up my dry cleaning, would you? So what happens? Whoops. Oh, man. So she is just about to blow. Says you've reached your limit, and that's called cognitive incompatibility. So what are you gonna do? You've got a choice here. She can curse, the boss out, yell and scream or she can take a 15 minute break and cool down. And those are the kinds of things that they need to learn so that they don't blow their cool. I teach pro-social life skills to the women and it has been a learning experience for me. Every class is different and I learn something. But they really do have some really, really irrational thinking. And so they've got some thinking traps. And so the addiction, the violence, the poverty, the criminality creates a lot of the antisocial patterns of thinking that they have. They started these things when they were tiny and it is just part of second nature for them. Will they revert to that? So. They can justify their behavior. We talk about rationalization and blaming and all those those things. You know, but it ultimately adds to that cycle of incarceration. And so the thinking trap, number one, I decide for myself what I will and won't do. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. Can you hear it? Mm, I've heard it. I don't let anyone get away with putting me down. I am who I am and I'm gonna change to make somebody else happy. And I can hear it with a twist of the head. You have a right to get even with people that mess with you. Clean trap you five. Don't admit to anything if you don't have any other choice, unless you have another choice. And so, here you've got, I've used five examples of thinking traps. And then you've got the employer here that has all these expectations, right? And so, they've got written policies and procedures that they sit down and they go over the employee with, but most of them also have a list of unspoken expectations and they just assume that the employer, the worker is going to abide by it. So here's expectation number one, be courteous to customers or to the public even when they are unpleasant to you. Employee expectation number two, do what you're asked to do even if you don't want to. Number three, accept constructive criticism without getting defensive about it. Do your best to fit in. Don't look or act too differently. Don't cover up problems. If you make a mistake, at least be honest about it. So what happens? You've got thinking traps employee or employer expectations. And so what happens is you've got the antisocial beliefs versus the employer's expectations. And so then you have these opposing beliefs. And so the first one says, I decide for myself what I will do, but the employer says, do what you're asked to do even if you don't want to. What's going to happen? I don't let anyone get away with putting me down. Employer says, accept constructive criticism without getting defensive about it. I am who I am. No, I don't have to change. I am who I am. I'm not going to change to make someone else happy. Employer says do your best to fit in. Don't look or act too differently. You have a right to get even with people who mess with you. Employer says be courteous to customers even if they're unpleasant to you. Don't admit to anything unless you have no other choice. Employer says, don't cover up for your problems. If you make a mistake, be honest about it. Well, let's look at Randy here. Randy gets a maintenance job at a hotel, a major hotel. And he has just had a disagreement with his supervisor because she asked him to cover up his tattoos. So this is Randy's response. What's wrong with showing my tattoos? I'm proud of my tattoos. So what is his thinking trap? I am who I am, and I'm not going to change to make someone else happy. You know, and here he says about just to keep this stupid job. So he's willing to lose a job because he's unwilling to cover up his tattoos. But here's the employer's perspective. He just doesn't understand that all those tattoos and piercings can scare off some of our more conservative guests. In our business, you have to keep up a certain image. So her belief is do your best to fit in. Don't act or dress too differently. But here's Damon. So Damon works. (laughs) As a flagman on a road crew. One day a driver zooms by him too close and he curses the man out or the person out and then threw a rock at the car. When the driver called the owner of the company, Damon loses his job. Okay? So his belief is well he nearly ran me down, was I his comment was he nearly ran me down was I supposed to let him get away with that but what is his belief his belief is you have a right to get even with people who mess with you here we are employer employee here is the employer's perspective sometimes drivers are rude or even unsafe around our guys it's not right but it happens but that doesn't justify that kind of profanity and throwing a rock, <laughs> he's lucky they didn't press charges. So the employer is saying be courteous to customers even if they're unpleasant to you. Offenders' antisocial perceptions are oftentimes at odds. With the employer's expectations, the unspoken expectations, and they cause serious problems with our co- with coworkers and supervisors. But how can we help the returning citizen? I don't know how many of you work <coughs> with returning citizens to help them with employment, but mentoring. Mentoring probably is 20 times more likely to find a job if they have a mentor. And they're more likely to remain on the job if they have a mentor. If they have somebody that can sit and help them through this antisocial thinking. Job training and then preparation those soft skills that they need to learn. The pro-social skills, Whoop. the pro-social skills. You cannot change behavior until you change the thinking. They've got to learn to change their thinking before they're ever going to change their behavior. And those are one of the things that we need to help them do. faith brace programming. And then sharing the love of Jesus. I didn't know if I'd have time to go over interviewing, but it looks like we are. Oop. Anybody have any questions about that? Not that I'm an authority, but hey. I'll. Well, that's one of the things that you Yes,
1: because they lack those skills and those pro-social skills to deal with conflict on the job, to deal with those expectations. And so uh, just getting them the job, the battle's not over. it just getting right. started. And so that's where that mentoring piece, I think, comes in because you're trying to help to mentor them so that when they have these issues on the job that they can have someone that they can bounce this off of before they make a very bad decision. And we will see people that will walk off jobs without having another one to go to. <coughs> Things happen in their life and their family. They don't show up for work. And we know in our culture that if you don't show up for work <laughs> and if you don't show up on time, you won't have that job very long. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think there's a lot of resources, a lot of time needs to go into once they're placed, helping okay. them keep that job right. um, so that they can be successful. So
0: what we're doing is teaching the benefits. Yes. Teaching the benefits so they can see the it. Right. Yes. Is there a curriculum that's already um, together that we can buy that does the pro-life, the uh, the pro-social system? Because I'm like creating my own thing every um, semester by the needs of the women. Where it would be easier if I could just go buy a curriculum and then just add pieces to it. The Department of Corrections in Tennessee uses the Change Company, and. I don't know if you can buy that individually or not. You have to buy like 35 books at a time, and the teachers' uh, thing, and it's really um, they they do now have a, a set of books that are geared towards women. Most all the stuff has been in the past, and for men, um, it's one of the most boring curriculums I've ever seen in my life. It's just you know. Uh, you know I do try to do anything I can think of to make this an interesting I bring stuff from you know all over everywhere tomorrow I have a seven hour class we're gonna do anger management all day from 830 till 330 so you know and, but I but I get stuff from um, I went to the um, oh what is the uh, something Harcourt Mifflin and whatever they have a reentry stuff that's $35 I think. And, um, I can't remember what it's called. It's Harcourt, Mifflin and, oh, what's the it's a publisher. It's a publisher. And they have a, if you go on and look at their stuff, they've got a, a re-entry thing. It's got something like seven books. And yeah. they, um, they've they got one whole book on, you know, like 11 hours of anger management stuff. And they've got, you um, so problem solving they've got they've got a bunch of different things so i i bought a set of those and i used to supplement and they told me when i started teaching this i was going to have to supplement um, the material but i i'm not but impressed I've created what i call and they like it's called charm school yeah. and i do all of these things under there, but i'm creating them well and 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 you you well okay one of the things they talk about is uh, criminal thinking, uh, irrational behavior, or maybe it's the other way around, I can't remember. And so they talk about ABC, there's an the activating event, there's a belief, and then there's consequence. You know, so belief, the belief part piece, you know, they work off feelings. So, but, yeah, I, I go, I use the internet a lot to supplement things. So, you, yeah, you almost have to, you know, kind of create your own stuff. Anybody else have a question? Yes. Oh. There was somebody else. I was just wondering if
1: Tennessee has an official program that they require all the inmates that are ending their sentence uh, for six weeks or something
0: to go through that training to prepare themselves. Parole and probation and parole mandates who goes through this program. And there is a staff member that teaches this during the day and they do it for six weeks or something. They have to have 150 hours. so. I teach it at nights. We can only get two and a half hours in at nights. So, and then that's why we're doing Saturdays. We're, we're going to do two Saturdays this month because we're tired of going for five months before we get a new class. So, um, but with volunteers, we have what they call the part-time. The others get paid. It's their job. These other girls that I have at night already have a job during the day, and so then they, they're they sent to class. They grumble and <laughs> complain. They get paid. Why can't we get paid? You know, so you already get paid. Um, <laughs> so in oh they don't volunteer they're told <laughs> they they send me a list of who's going to be in there
1: oh
0: oh the teachers oh oh yeah we're vol yeah yeah yes no I'm not complaining they complain <laughs> yeah the students complain I complain to to the students when their attitude's bad Tell them I don't have to be here so I don't want hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's run over interviewing just, just a bit. The key to success is self-confidence. The key to self-confidence is preparation. So there's some things that a person needs to do before they go to an interview. That would really be nice if they asked something about the company that they would get information. You can find all kinds of things online about different organizations. So if you're applying for a job, You go in and it always looks good if you can tell that interviewer, I noticed that your company does this. So it tells them that they had enough interest in the company that they went and looked up information about it. Get yourself ready. You know, don't go looking like, you know, Naomi does when we do the interview where she's chewing gum, talking on the phone, hair's teased up, makeup's all, she's bathing the perfume. You know, get yourself ready. You know, be prepared. Um, Take your portfolio if you have a portfolio. Um, Have a little resume and have somebody help you with a resume. And prepare a list of questions about the job. But they don't need to go in and say, how much are you going to pay me? You know, have questions, you know, that are pertinent to the job that they're applying for. Mm-hmm. What does this entail? What do I need to know? All those kinds of things they need to ask. You know, they can get around to talking about salary, but that's not the question they need to ask. You can say, what is the range of pay on this job? You know, or something that's not so, I don't know how much I'm going to get paid. You know, yes. at the
2: end of the interview they should ask the question and a lot of people don't know what
0: what questions to ask and so they end up asking the wrong one yeah but just say you know uh, how soon will you be making the right decision? decision yeah then how will i know that you've made the decision should i call you or should you call right. me right and then if there's a business card they can ask for the business card so that they can send the letter mm-hmm. Just three questions but it shows interest it shows that you are you know interested in the job and that you can <laughs> follow up and, and in this day and time, there are so many people applying for jobs, a lot of times companies don't even let you know they've already made a choice. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, you call back, oh, we, we made a decision two weeks ago, right. you know. They, they just don't take the time to do that. Uh, they've been bombarded. Can I, can I help make a resume to someone who has been incarcerated for 15 years? Yeah.
1: Well, I think there's, yeah, I mean, I think there's some things that you can, you know, highlight particularly.
0: In prison, movie. yes.
1: You don't necessarily say they were at TPW cooking, but you could put their cooking experience. You know, you put the experience that they right. gained, but you don't necessarily list where they got that experience at. Now, of course, if if the, question comes, about, if the question comes up about if the question comes up about incarceration, you have to honestly answer that. Yeah. But you wouldn't volunteer that information. Right. But a lot of them do have jobs right. in the prison and they gain some kind of skill and that should go on a resume because you do not want to have 15 years of nothing on a resume. Because uh, an employer is going to say, how do you explain these past 15 years? And, uh, you know, that's, that's. Right, new. yes. Well, they may have gone some good classes. Well, yeah. put those on the
0: and if they were in school, right. working on the GED, exactly. you put those times on there. Yeah, anything that they can do, okay, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Because when mm-hmm. you go to an employer, they're going to do your background, so they're going to already know you have a felony, and probably been in
0: prison, so you worked, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you right. put that yeah. on there, and you mm-hmm. detailed your job, um, job skills. You worked all those times, and that clears up the gap. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that helps build right. your resume and the certificates and the education. I've right. then, then got five there. minutes. <laughs>
1: Question. My care. Would you recommend an an an,
2: ex-offender answer the question? uh, Have you ever been convicted of a felony? Filling out an application. My experience working with ex-offenders. One of the areas they struggle with is filling out an application. There's some dos and don'ts you should put on the application.
1: Uh, How would you recommend an ex-offender answer that question?
0: I'll talk to you. One of the things is you
1: you know you're going to have to answer that. Sometime. because if you don't. It's going to come back on you and when they you know if you lie on that application uh you may you might even even if you got that job you'll end up getting fired from that job once that's found out sometimes they will say Have you had a felony conviction in the past number of years yeah well if your conviction was back longer than that you don't have to put answer no yeah you know so you have to look at how that question is phrased uh, but hopefully also you know you can in some cases you know if you can get that interview you can yes, I yes, I did have a conviction, but you know, I am I have addressed those issues, you know, I'm asking for a chance, I'm asking for a new start, right. and come at it with confidence and and positive. I'm asking for somebody to just to give me an opportunity. Are you and that will also go a long way as well. But you need to answer that honestly. Some some right. You're people yeah up for Yeah, well. That a you, on you the a conviction seven this years, this 15 this years ago. <coughs> you know, see I have
2: discovered I'm an ex-offender myself. Uh, I've been on both sides. I worked in management for more than 20 years, so I hired a lot of people. And I went to prison, and now I'm an ex-offender. And I teach the same thing with soft skills. And, every, and I don't think there's no bad wrong answer uh, for that. Me, myself, I never put it on my uh, application when they ask that question. Uh, why? Because the management side of me tells me have an opportunity to share my story and tell them anything. I don't lie about it. I just leave it off. And when I get the interview, then I disclose that information and I let them know that, hey, because uh, most of the time it comes back up and they ask, well, I noticed that you haven't put that you were an ex-offender on your application. And I tell them why. I said, well, you know, I did time, such and such. I did my time. And then I have an opportunity to tell them. I think it's imperative that the, uh, the offender get the my concern. I, I understand what you're saying about you can't be on live now. But uh, the problem with us as ex-offenders is we won't even get the interview. A lot of times, if we disclose that we're an ex-offender, unless it's a company that doesn't mind hiring ex-offenders, right. I wound up getting hired straight out of prison uh, teaching school at the YMCA, and they don't hire ex-offenders. And mm-hmm. I, I did, but I just told you guys I did. Um, and once I told them I was an ex-offender. Started not, to, they started to retract the offer, uh, they had a discussion on it, but since I did so well in the interview, I wound up getting the job. So my, I guess the more is what I'm saying is. One
1: that. minute, Carol. Yeah. We have one minute,
0: Carol. Oh, I was gonna say that some people also write, would like to discuss this interview, you know, instead of, yeah, okay. Right. All right, um, so first impressions are, first impressions are really, really important. We. Uh, assess someone in the first seven to eight eight seconds, and you know, no casual attire, everything, don't even wear evening attire, wear uh, professional attire to an interview. Um, First impressions like that people go on by just the way people dress, but you need to be on time, arrive alone, greet the receptionist, wait patiently, a firm handshake, you don't want a dead fish when somebody's, you know. Uh, Eye contact. Huh? Eye contact. Eye contact, yes. Yes, um, and all those things. Be honest in answering questions. And then we got do's and don'ts, which uh, we don't have time for. (laughs) Let's
1: thank Carol.